Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Primetime action it is from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us tonight. College basketball tournament games, tournament, or I should say non tournament games alike in college hoops tonight. We'll talk about all of them. We'll follow them all. NBA, including some good matchups, and James Harden's first home game in Philly among the offerings tonight. We have two games tipping off right now. If you want the Hornets and the Cavs, head to your sportsbook of choice. The Cavs are four, four and a half point home favorites, a total of 219 all the way to 220. So shop around there. The other seven Eastern four Pacific game is the Pacers and the Magic. The Pacers are two, two and a half point road favorites over the Magic, 231 and a half to 232 and a half is your total. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. We've got the Knicks and the Sixers. The Sixers are 10.5-point home favorites over the Knicks. 223.5, 2.24 is your total. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. we got the Heat and the Bucks. The Bucks are 4.5-point home favorites over the Heat. I think this is an auto bet for Kelly. Auto. I don't even know what his car auto is. Auto bet. But we'll have to see. But I'm just I'm going to go out on a limb. We need a radio sound. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is an auto bet for Kelly. So the Heat are four and a half Kelly's point bets. dogs. Kelly's auto bet. Yes. I mean, the numbers say yes, but no, I stayed away, man. Uh, okay. I stayed away. All right. All right. Uh, heat, four and a half point dogs there on the road at Milwaukee. 224 and a half is your total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific. The Jazz and the Rockets. The Jazz, 15 to 15 and a half point road favorites over the Rockets. 228 to 229, the total there. Kings and the Pelicans at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Pelicans are 6 to 7 point home. Favorites over the Kings, 223.5, 224.5 is the total. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. We have the Thunder and the Nuggets. The Nuggets are big, 14.5 point home favorites over the Thunder in that one. 225 all the way to 226, the total there. And 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, we have the Blazers and the Suns. The Suns are 11 to 11 and a half point. Home favorites over the Blazers, 224 and a half to 225 is your total. Only four games over on the ice tonight. Two at 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. The Sabres and the Maple Leafs with the Maple Leafs as minus 370 home favorites. There is also a minus 430 out there. On the on the Maple Leafs, plus three hundred at DraftKings. You can find a plus three thirty out there on the Buffalo Sabers as road underdogs. If you want to go that route, other game at seven thirty 
is the Blues and the Rangers. This one's about a coin flip everywhere, slightly in favor of the Rangers, minus 115, Blues minus 105, 830 Eastern, 530 Pacific. Got the Kings and the Stars. The Stars are minus 135 home favorites, plus 115 on the Kings as road underdogs. And then the final game of the night, the Nashville Predators and the Seattle Kraken. Oh, my God. Just bet against them <laughs> blindly. Oh They're going to lose. They've lost like 9, 12, 14, something like that in a row. 30, 30, 26 games in a row, Kelly. Something, something along those lines. Restrain them. I bet them every – I bet against them every single game in this stretch, and I've won – I'm now a hockey betting trillionaire. Well, this is the way to go about this. You did make the claim, what, last night that you bet them every night? Every night against them. Yeah. I week? bet them every night against them, and they lost every single game. So not as good at betting hockey as Matt is Andy McNeil. and uh, He likes the Kraken. <laughs> per, 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 per Matt's uh, perch now, betting against the Kraken. He, he likes the Leafs on the puck line, and he likes the Kings tonight. Oh, okay. Leafs, All right. Leafs on the buck line likes the Kings. He's not fading you. He would not get in front Predators. of that train. <laughs> Predators <laughs> minus 180, the Kraken. As home underdogs are only plus 155, that is this seems way too short. They have lost seven in a row, Matt. You're seven right. in a row. See, seven that was going to say. I did win every single one of them, so I knew they had to have lost a lot in a row. Uh, coming up tonight, one of the things we're doing uh, for the, this is, the card. this is probably the first time we've done this, NBA power rankings. This was impossible. Impossible. Yes, because you can't figure out, am I ranking them for now or am I ranking yeah. them for later? Yeah. And and since we didn't establish that, we yeah. can establish it later. It's just going to be like when we first started doing NFL. You give your own reasoning, and then we'll go from there. Right, but in the NFL, you, it was only like one or two teams that that applied to. This is like everybody. We all pretty much did it for now. I can tell. I can. Okay, mine was. Give I, that I kind of tried to tilt the line. JVT's going to come up. We'll talk NBA with him. John Hasselbauer will talk golf with us. Arnold Palmer Invitational starting tomorrow morning. Uh, those are our guests tonight. Uh, some NBA news: Devin Booker placed in uh, COVID-19 health and safety protocol today. Kevin Durant, this kind of like snuck up on folks, expected to return tomorrow against the Heat. How about that? KD, his return is imminent. And the Pelicans, for those of you uh, waiting for that long, long-awaited Zion update, he, quote, remains out indefinitely, unquote, but the Pelicans noted that he will gradually progress to full weight-bearing exercises uh, in basketball activities, and shared that recent imaging showed improved bone healing in his right foot. Well, how about that? He has not played because of a fractured fifth metatarsal in the foot. That sounds like a pinky toe. Yeah. Right? And that yeah. sounds like... I mean, pinky or the thumb, right? you got to be one of the two. And I, too, am not a physician, Matt Brown. Yes. But, uh... You don't have a thumb on your foot, Kelly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Oh, you said foot. Sorry. It said fifth. <laughs> right, your big toe. The, the foot. Your Kelly big toe called, or your pinky toe. Kelly just called his big toe a thumb. <laughs> like that is that is not that is not correct, Kelly. I said he was talking about ear. I didn't know what you were talking. What, what right, uh, yeah. body part you were talking about? We okay. haven't we haven't seen Kelly's feet in fairness. Yeah, so who knows? Big toe. Yeah, that's a right. Thumb. You guys don't have four thumbs. Come on. <laughs> yes. uh, Kelly calls his big toe a one, thumb. One would assume. You know what they say about assuming. One would assume that if Zion would lose weight, maybe the healing would go quicker. I don't know. Just I mean. That. Out there. Again, like we said, we're not physicians. We, we can only go by what we assume. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew on the couch and playing video games <laughs> video still working games. Work well for me. Our, our lasting image of him. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, he's doing a Mountain Dew commercial playing video games on a couch. It's not a good look. Seahawks, Pete Carroll, head coach, made it clear at the NFL scouting combine today that the team has no intention whatsoever of trading quarterback Russell Wilson. That, according to Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network, um, I'm telling you right, I'll say it every night. This is going to be a boondoggle with these quarterbacks. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay. Russell Wilson is going to stay in Seattle. Everybody, by the way, I called it on Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. It's going to be a difficult breakup. Who knows? He may stay there. This is going to be this is going to, for the teams that need quarterbacks. This is going to be Garoppolo, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and Mitch Trubisky. That's going to be the whole thing. I I don't even want to tell you what the uh, what I saw today as far as predictions as to where Carson Wentz is. Oh, I already I already know it. Oh, I've I've only seen the same thing every time. No, I don't want to talk about it. It is. But but like, what has yeah. he done? Like, I was just talking this about this downstairs with a great great associate producer Wyatt Huskins, who's finally back from a torn ACL after yes. nine months. Good for Wyatt. Yeah, I know, right? Got back. Uh, but like Carson Wentz, right? If if it didn't if it didn't work in Indy. Wait, what, what? Who thinks it's going to work anywhere else? Right? Correct. Wasn't that supposed to be well, the magical pairing? So basically, the way that this scenario played out is that they are they are assuming that no, they are not going to be able to find a trade partner because at this point, like, who's going to trade for Carson Wentz? So then the Colts have to cut him. They have to eat a bunch of the salary. Find so who, so someone could sign him. Washington. Frank Reich is in for, love with him. He's for, not letting him go. For like pennies on the dollar, right? So it's basically like it's a no harm, no foul. If you're uh, signing him for $3 million and he sucks in training camp, then it's just kind of like, okay. okay, well, you're gone. Like they cut him or bench him or what, you know, whatever. I'd still rather see. What, what is it? Heineke, is he the only one on the roster right now? I don't know. Under contract? Like, I would rather roll on Heineke and see what he's got for six games instead of Carson Wentz, but. I don't know if Kyle Allen's still around. I don't know. That's just me. All I know is that they're drifting further and further into Virginia. I think Russ is leaving. I think Russ is. Do you? Despite what Pete Carroll said. Yeah, despite what Pete Carroll said. Hmm. I I just I I, like. What's the point anymore in that franchise? Like, you might as well blow that whole thing up and like let Russ go somewhere else and compete. Giants officially released tight end Kyle Rudolph and running back Devontae Booker today. Cap issues, so they had to go. That, that's a, I guess a a little bit of a sign that they think Evan Ingram is. Uh... Well, they also said that that Saquon Barkley. They are entertaining trade offers for Saquon. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs, as I once said on Twitter, and Darren Ravel quickly plagiarized it ten minutes later, <laughs> ten years later, or ten ten minutes later. That was ten years ago. But I, I just don't I imagine Saquon Barkley. Yep, yeah, sure, we'll we'll entertain offers for him now. The injured, oft injured Saquon Barkley, of course, whose career has been marred by injuries. Yeah, it's going to be rough to get. It's going to get rough. It's going to be rough to get a lot for for him, just because. I mean, he's coming up on the end of his rookie deal, so it's kind of one of those things like he's going to get. You're going to, he's going to want money. So what if you do love him? Then you got to pay him a ton. It's just it's a it's a it's a rough deal, man. It's a it's a rough situation for some of these teams with all this. Oh, by the way, for that Colts situation where it was like the release of Wentz. They had Trubisky landing there. Well, uh, real quick before this game starts, I did make a small bet on the Cavs uh, tonight oh. against the Hornets. Before uh, I made I made that right as Darius Garland got uh, appro- uh, cleared tonight to play for the Cavs. So that's my one bet on a side tonight. I'll talk about my one prop up in Prop Watch. Oh, got a little Prop Watch. James Harden's first game in uh, as a as a home player in Philadelphia. His third game as a Sixer coming up. Uh, here in 20 minutes, we'll do prop, prop watch after the break. Do you, do, you, uh, do you side with me on what on the quarterbackless drama that's about to come? We thought this was going to be a free-for-all. I think it's just going to be the slowest moving thing ever. It, I think it will all depend on this whole Deshaun Watson situation. Miami just said. Yeah, they said done. they're done. They said they're out. But they're not like quarterback desperate, right? So I can at least see them saying like, okay, we're out, but like these teams, like a Colts, 
like a Pittsburgh, like whatever, who like could win today. Right. Yes. Like could win today. But is Frank Wright gonna go from his 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 Bible buddy to, to Deshaun Watson? I don't know, man. Washington can't, right? Because Congress is is investigating them for sexual misconduct. But but, but I hear what Matt's saying, right? Like it's easy for the Dolphins to say that. It's not as easy for the Steelers or Broncos or whoever to yeah. say that, right? Because like you do you plug that guy in there now, you're a competitor. Of course you are. But are you gonna be the guy to say, sure? I'll take him. I'll I mean, I him. think we'll know that answer bring a lot more in the next couple months. <laughs> Not until things are cleared up. What's that? Bring those 22 counts on. Yeah. <laughs> bring it on. Coming back, as Kelly mentioned, Prop Watch with James Harden. Next, Beeson's Prime Time Action. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of and those. Then have, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. I don't want to just uh, blow past 
college basketball here. There are four games involving ranked teams tonight. If you're looking for teams that may or may not make some noise come tournament time, Auburn is taking on Mississippi State. Uh, Auburn is a three and a half to four point favorite in that one over Mississippi State. LSU is taking on Arkansas. Arkansas is a five and a half to six point favorite. In, uh, in that game, we also have one that's already going in Texas A&M and Alabama. Right now we have UConn and Creighton uh, coming up at 8.30 Eastern in that one. UConn about a four, four-and-a-half point favorite um, in that game as well. So there are some uh, some ranked teams in, in action tonight if you want to start to kind of take in some of these teams that may or may not make some noise come tournament time. Yeah, come some tournaments starting today. Big South tournament starting tonight, Ohio Valley. Uh, Northeast quarterfinals already uh, underway tonight. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, to the NBA. And it's time for a doubleheader of Prop Watch. All right, James Harden at home for the first time as a Sixer in Philly. Game three for him as a Sixer. Hosting the Knicks, double-digit favorites. Knicks player props. Let's start there. R.J. Barrett, 22 and a half. What a career he's turned out to uh, have in his young career. Julius Randle, what a uh, what a disappointment this year based on last year's performance. 20-and-a-half is where his point total is set. Nine-and-a-half on the boards for Julius Randle. 48, 15-and-a-half, Alec Burks, 11-and-a-half on down the line. Anything, sir? I didn't have anything on the Knicks side in this game, Kelly. I thought all the numbers looked Fairly look fairly on par. I don't know if there's yeah. anything that, that kind of stood out to you, but all, everything seemed pretty pretty on point for me. Yeah, I'm kind of chuckling because I didn't. Re- this was probably the one team I had the least amount on as well. I do I do think the like the R.J. Barrett, the way he's been playing recently, there's no there's no way I'm betting the under on that. This guy is uh, he's basically been he's well over 20 field goal attempts on average a game, well over around more around 25. He's only gone under this number once in the last six games. Uh, so the way he's been playing recently, there's no way I'd be taking the under on him. Would look over if anything, but that's really that, that was really the only one that stuck out to me on the Knicks side. If we get, if we go to the Sixers side, though, I, I do have double. I do have Burks with about a 20 percent. With about a 20% difference, I have him kind of like closer to 15 points, and I know he's listed at 10.5 on that board right there. So um, that would be bettable for me, actually, um, if if we were if we had a full prop market here. I think I would probably go ahead and pull the trigger on that one before that game went live. So I do like Burks over 10.5 for sure. Are you implying we don't have a full prop market here? That's weird. Wow, what a suggestion. <laughs> to the Sixers. Do not. To the Sixers. This is courtesy of DraftKings. That's what we're grumbling about here. We don't have this. Joel Embiid, 30 and a half, 11 and a half, and three and a half for Embiid. James Harden, 23 and a half is where his point total is set. I uh, peeking over there on the right side of the screen. Kelly might have something to say about that three point made number for Harden. Then on down the line, Maxie and Harris, the other two in double digits on points. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, the Harden one I did plus. I played over two and a half threes. This is really. Uh, Knicks give up the third most three-point attempts in the league. Yes, they do defend it about they're about middle of the road defending it uh, as far as accuracy. But uh, the one here, I'm just I'm playing a history prop here. He is six threes away of moving ahead of Reggie Miller on the all-time list of uh, of three-pointers made. So I have a feeling uh, Harden might be chucking up some threes the next couple games. So say that again. He is six threes away from surpassing Reggie Miller on the all-time three-point list. That 
is blasphemous. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Just a, that is just the different sign kind, of the times. Sign of the times. Yeah. Different type of game these days. So that that is that is the full handicap on that prop there. So I'm not playing it big, but over two and a half, you're going to find it juice pretty heavily. I, I was able to get it about minus one fifteen today. Last I saw, it was like minus one thirty five to the over. So I, I think that secret is uh, it's not so secret anymore. Uh, but that that was the one that jumped out to me. On the on the Sixers, and I played it. Yeah, I think there's two for me. Um, so I'm looking here. This Harden assist line has moved up to 11 and a half. And, like, don't get me wrong. He has been facilitating, and this is probably going to be a little bit faster paced game and stuff like that. But 12 assists. Yeah, when does he get too high? 12 assists yeah, is you. a lot. Like, I mean, I, you know, getting to that number, I would be looking towards the under. And, hey, if he – if he goes for 12 assists, then so be it, right? I mean, like, I would be looking at the under on that one. The other is Tobias Harris's points. Like, he's just been absolutely abysmal in these first couple of games. Yeah. And, and I don't think that that's – I don't think that's who he is or what this is going to be. And if anything, I think they've eventually kind of figured out – now, whether that's tonight or not, I don't know, but – they figure out how Harden being on the court actually frees him up for even cleaner shots and even better shots and stuff. And so, you know, this is a guy at 15 and a half. I, I would have in a, in a normal situation, I would have him closer to like 18 and a half points in the game. And so I think the, the over on him now, again, it might not be tonight that they get this all figured out and he might continue to shoot pretty poorly. But I mean, if you look, Tobias Harris isn't a 27%, you know, I mean, he's 27% from the field in these first couple of games. That's just, that's, that's not him. That's not him. No, you're right. I saw those numbers and I'll, I'll bring, uh, you know, kind of the opposite. I'll, br- I'll bring JVTs cause he's got one of his bets. He's joining us uh, in, in a couple segments, but one of his bets is on this game and he did play Tyrese Maxey over on his point prop. And what we've seen so far since Harden's been in there is Tyrese Maxey playing able, those two fitting really well together in that backcourt. Yeah. Harden, Harden kind of taking over those point guard duties, just like what happened in Brooklyn when Harden first got there, where Harden's really kind of playing point guard. Maxie's playing off the ball more, and it's getting him more shot attempts, and, and he's been playing really well. 21 points, 28 points, 19 points uh, since Harden got there. So you've got, or no, just those last two games. So since Harden got there, so he's gone well over 16 and a half. I understand that, but to your point, Matt, I think you're right. That is one of the one of the next things that the Sixers need to figure out here yeah. is how do you work in Tobias Harris because he cannot be a guy who's scoring 12 points a night. For no, him. he was averaging 18 before Harden, 18.3 before Harden got there. He was shooting 48% from the field before Harden got there. So it's just like, you know, I can understand where it might take a couple of games to figure out how all this meshes and how this all works together. And, you know, again, it might not be tonight that they figure it out, but I think that they've dipped this point total down enough to where I would at least take a small, a small little piece of, of the over on, on Tobias Harris. We'll see where we all rank the Sixers in our power rankings. Speaking of power rankings, where do we rank the Heat and the Bucks who play each other tonight? Marquee matchup in the NBA tonight. Uh, with the Heat, Jimmy Butler at 21 and a half, Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, all, both at 18 and a half. On down the line, any heat props, Kelly? I can't. I just have to say this again. I can't believe you didn't play the heat. Can't. This believe is it. just. I mean, I really. I just got. Oh no! I just can't. No, I can't believe it. No, you know, you know, you know. It's scary. This is one of those teams we talked about. You, Gil, you brought it up the other night of how little games together that the Heat's kind of core players have. The Bucks don't. The Bucks core. It hasn't played all that much either, but they're 25 and 8 when their big three plays together. So I'm a little scared. Bucks at home. I respect it. Hey, Matt, it's a look ahead mm-hmm. spot for the Heat. Come on. They got Kevin Durant in Brooklyn tomorrow night, okay? <laughs> you got to be careful. Got to be careful there.
Hey, look at that. So there is, it's not listed on the graphic here, but you can bet it um, at DraftKings. Uh, Jimmy Butler rebounds and assists. So not PRA, but just rebounds and assists. And I think that's 13 and a half. And so here's the thing. There's no Kyle Lowry tonight for the Heat. I expect Jimmy Butler to be the primary distributor for them. And so I can see him approaching double digits with assists, getting up there in that 8, 9, 10-ish range. And then he's just a – I mean, everybody – I mean, he's just really, really good rebounder, as it is anyway. He finds the ball so incredibly well. So him getting in that 8, 9, 10 rebound range as well is not out of the realm of possibility for me. So I I think that – I would have him, you know, with the with the line being 13 and a half, I would have him much, much closer to like 17 rebounds and assists for a game like this without Kyle Lowry being out there. So um, if you find that line, I think I would be looking at the over on Jimmy Butler. Yeah, with Lowry out, I think you've got to – with Lowry out and an opponent like this, I think you got to kind of boost what his points and then definitely what his assist should be. You're mm-hmm. right. He's, he kind of takes over that distributor role more when Lowry's out. So that was one the one I wrote down. Was kind of, I leaned over points, rebounds, and assists for him because I, I do think he's going to have to pick up some of the scoring load. The, the other one on here is Gabe Vincent over his point prop. Yeah. He doesn't really faci- – he is the point guard that fills in for Lowry. But he's not that – But guy. he doesn't really faci- – Facilitate. Yeah. So don't go look at the assists, but look at threes. Look at points for him. You know, he chucked up eight threes uh, that last game. Lowry was out against Chicago, put up twenty points. So the guy will get his shots. Just don't don't expect him to get eight assists in the game. And I think that's where you should look at. Uh, you know, look at uh, uh, Jimmy Butler there. But yeah, what about the Bucks? Over his point prop. What about the Bucks, guys? Bucks. I think you could look at a pretty solid. I think that Serge Ibaka is getting more and more minutes for them. <laughs> I almost bet this too. Yeah. And I think his PRA at 10 and a half is actually pretty bettable. I, I was going to bet that could not find it anywhere in town, yeah. but yes, his points, rebounds and assists. I was, I would, I would bet if you could. Yeah. Me saying, what about the bucks is my way of moving it along. Move it along. Guys. <laughs> Good job, Gil. You win bags. Move it along. We got a commercial coming. Uh, it's college basketball futures. We'll look at those. And as Kelly mentioned, JVT will join us, our senior NBA analyst. It's VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, on every key team, conference player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19. $2402 Canadian. American dollar, dollar week. Dollar week. <laughs> At VEASAN.com slash madness. Yeah, dollar Gil, week. Gil, Matt, Kelly. Uh, by the way, that thing you were mentioning, James Harden, 5 Three-pointers made shy of Reggie Miller all-time. That would move him into third place all-time. Steph is number one. Ray Allen is number two. Right now, Reggie three and James Harden four. Guess who number five is all-time? I give you, if I give you five guesses, would you come you up? You know what's really sad is I had the list in front of me today, but I, did, I stopped reading when I got down to Harden. Is it someone playing today? Uh, I don't believe he's rostered anymore. Oh, let me see. That's a good Gosh, qu- now I'm going to think of like older. That's a question. <laughs> let me see. No, no, he is. He is. Pardon me. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's no longer. He's a he's a player development coach, but he just retired recently. 
Is who's fifth? What's that? That's who's fifth? That's who's fifth. Recently retired. Man, it's got to be. I'll give you the length of the segment. You're, you're going to what? Give you the length of the segment to think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, move, move on. Let, yeah. Let, me, let me think. Bro, think about that. That's it. Kelly's done for the segment. <laughs> He's on his own. He's cheating. He's on his own. Yeah. <laughs> College basketball take Gonzaga. You guys go. <laughs> All right. Uh, selection Sunday now. What is it? 12 days? No, 11 days away. Cannot wait. But, of course, we got uh, conference tournaments this week. Conference tournaments, of course, next week. Uh, I did a whole love letter to Duke and Carolina this morning because uh, people are blasphemous talking about how they don't care about that rival. It's the greatest rivalry in American sports over the last 50 years. I'm convinced of it. Wait, not playing anymore. You What's said, that? You said not playing anymore. Not playing anymore. I thought it was. I thought it was Damian Lillard. It was nope. for sure. I just nope. thought of it. Not playing. <laughs> so this whole segment, every three sentences, yeah, you're gonna but ask I'm going to jump question. in and ask questions every minute. <laughs> that should work really well, right? I'm trying to think of like who recently retired. I, I know. Is, like, like, is it like James that... Jones or something like that? It's going to be like a weird role player. Mm. No, it's not a. It's, no, it's a guy that you that is known for making threes. James Jones would, would fall into that category. Yeah, but James Jones, are you kidding me? All time? Come on. All right. You know what it is? Who? I don't know. I don't know. Let me define recently. Last time he played was during the pandemic. Oh, that's recent. 2020. Yeah. Okay. That's real recent. While these guys mull that over. College basketball futures to win it all. No surprise, Gonzaga now. At plus 350, again, last Saturday, all top six teams, the AP rankings, lost. A seventh team, Texas Tech, lost as well. So that really shook things around to some degree. Although because so many teams lost, it didn't really change the rankings. But it did mess around with the numbers in terms of the betting market. So what we're showing you here now is to win the championship and to get to the Final Four, this courtesy of points bet. They've got both of these markets. Gonzaga is the short shot to win the championship, plus 350. They're minus 115 to make the Final Four. Minus 115 to make the Final Four is an interesting number because they'll be in the West and they're not going to have to face an Arizona. So you're wondering, like, what will, who will be the second seed placed out West? UCLA? Maybe. So I don't know. Gonzaga at minus 115 to make the Final Four is interesting. Arizona, who, by the way, was upset by Colorado on Saturday, but came back yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this late last night. Just absolutely destroyed USC. They're like, oh, yeah, take, oh, watch us. We're, we're still great. Oh, yeah. I had that on the side TV. Oh, my so that God. Was it was a 30-point lead in the first half. They were just – the transition game was unbelievable. Plus 750 to win it all, plus 175 to make the Final Four. You see Kentucky is the only other team in single digits to win it all at 8-1. to one. They're plus 175 to make the Final Four. Uh, again, championship formula, which I did on a numbers game Monday morning, but just for this audience, it's a thing that I do each and every year, uh, which is essentially tried and true for six different – criteria and for two of the six criteria it's gone 100 percent four of the six there's only been one exception so essentially here it is the last 33 champs had more assists than turnovers 27 of the last 28 champs had a head coach with sweet 16 experience only kevin ollie and the 2014 yukon huskies were the exception 27 of the last 28 champs went to the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10 percent of rpi I know it's an outdated uh, metric, but uh, we keep it going. 2014, UConn Huskies, the only exception. Last 28 champs had a top 75 strength of schedule. 17 of the last 18 were in top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency over at Ken Palm. Again, the 2014 Huskies 
of UConn, Shabazz Napier led the only exception. And then last year's Baylor Bears are the only exception in the final category. 17 of the last 18 were the top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Palm when all was said and done. So the three teams that currently qualify right now at this very moment, because there's a few others that are knocking at the door that should get in, but the three that qualify, if you believe in such formulas, and this one keeps coming home, Kentucky, Baylor, and Auburn, the only three that qualify, but UCLA just outside of the, uh, just just knocked out by the three wins against top 10% RPI. They did beat Marquette, who's just outside of the top 10% RPI. They do get a chance against USC here coming up this week, uh, plus some Pac-12 tournament opportunities. Duke is, a, is 22nd in adjusted efficiency. They'll probably get into the criteria as well. And Houston, based on strength of schedule, they may creep in as well. So it's three right now, Kentucky, Baylor, and Auburn, but UCLA, Duke, and Houston also knocking at the doubt. I don't have any flyers on any long shots, but Houston at 33-1 to tempts me. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I know everyone's... UCLA at 25-1 to does, too. If you ask anybody, it seems like if you ask anybody, the, the most common answer is Texas Tech, though. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't yeah. see it. Like, they just, they love to say Texas Tech in that, like, mid-range right there. I don't have any, uh, I haven't watched enough of them, of their games for me to have an opinion on them one way or the other. But, like, everyone, when you ask kind of what they're, what's your one outside of, like, what everyone's thinking? It seems like a lot of... A lot of Texas Techs coming up. Duke at 12-1 to 1 interests a lot of people, too. Again, the conspiracy theory being that they'll get every call in Coach K's last season from the refs. Yeah, I'm betting it at some point. You will. I said that the other day. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet. I'm going to have a Duke ticket. The uh, What would you say if he if you had somebody come up to you in the sports book? You said, hey, I said, Gil, yeah. what do you think about laying minus 115 on Gonzaga to make the final four? Well, that's what I was that's why I was lingered on it for a second, because what it's uh, knee jerk reaction is, oh, I wouldn't want to lay minus 115 on a team to make the final four. But again, you have to figure it's back to the traditional seating. Gonzaga will be the number one seed in the Western region. Arizona won't be in their region, right? Because they'll both be number one seeds. And so, who is going? Like you have to, you have to try to at this point because we don't know the brackets yet. You have to kind of figure out hmm, who might they send out west to be a number two seed or number three seed. UCLA will probably be stuck with them out there, but I don't know. They could have a pretty, relatively speaking, easy road. So I don't think it's the worst bet in the world. I'm not running to bet it, Just but, I, but like- I wouldn't hate on it if you did. Yeah, I don't know. Just like laying money feels like yeah, to make a Final Four in a tournament like this where you can just one game, you can be out of it. Yeah. I'm not racing to bet it, but I, I, I like I said, I get what I you're saying. I wouldn't laugh at you. Yeah, you I get what bet. you're saying. It's not a bet I would, I don't think I would ever make just kind of out of principle, but, yeah. but you're right. You, you, they might draw an, an easier, uh, an easier route. So right now, let's see. CB, uh, what is this? CBS bracket proje- projections would have Gonzaga. With Wisconsin and Tennessee out west, Wisconsin two as a two, three, Tennessee is a three, Texas is a four. Wisconsin is a weak number two. See, this is what I'm talking about. Wisconsin is 15 and one in games decided by six points or fewer. They won that game last night against Purdue with two excuse me bankers. Are you serious? 15 and one in games decided by wow. six points or less. So that is that to me. If it ended up being that, that to me is more of a of a yes. You should bet Gonzaga minus one fifteen. But I'm I'm with you. I'm not racing to bet that. But it's not the worst bet in the world, based on stuff like that. All right, back to the trivia question. 
Those are trivia all night, huh? I, I, uh, I wrote one down. I like it. Okay. It checks out your criteria. Okay. Jamal Crawford. Incorrect. Mr. Brown? Oh, I got By the way, I'm acting like I knew I a, this. I would not have known. Jamal Crawford was is eighth all time. It's a good guess. Ooh, okay, nice. Yeah. I'll ask you a question. Dame is tenth all time. Good guess there too. I know that's where I was like the the the, the, the no longer playing thing. I, you, I got real excited about Dame because he he'll be there. Obviously, by the end of his career, he'll be right up there. You are circling right around it. I'll ask you a question on the break. See if it can. Oh, we're not we're not guessing here before the break. No, I need uh, to. Break I, I'm, the try, rules. I'm gonna do the like. Try to whittle things down and whatever and all, you know. You've got a whole minute to whittle it down. You have 42 <laughs> seconds. What do you want to know? It's one of those. I'm trying to figure out, it. like, you know, if you're giving me three questions, I'm trying to figure out the three questions I want to ask here. Okay. Right. As, to, all right. as to who this might we'll be. We'll ask JVT on the spot. Well, I, JVT's probably I feel like listening. I asked a bunch of these, like, qualifying questions already. Like, is he still playing? He said no, but played in the bubble. <laughs> He's going to answer this after he does the field goal challenge. <laughs> field goals first, then I'll answer this question. <laughs> Coming back, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, at me, JVT, on Twitter, uh, co-host of The Edge, right here on the network, along with Matt Humans, also our NBA senior analyst, will join us to talk all things association. We'll do that next. He's got a pick or two coming up. Beeson's primetime action from the South Point. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Drink smooth, draft smart, make it count 
compete free this March with the Whiskey and Wind Series presented by Jack Daniels. Playing eight free contests for your shot at a share of $24,000 in total cash prizes. It's $24,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Daniels now to join the action. Jack Daniels, make it count. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Skill, Matt and Kelly. Um, Matt did get the answer to the trivia question, but but not without egregiously winnowing questions. Would yeah. you not characterize it that way, yeah. Kelly? I, did. I asked a ton. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, yes. yes. So it was it was not just out of a knowledge thing. It was just no. like whittling yeah. things down, too. So, so yeah. fifth place all-time three-pointers made is Kyle, Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver. Who is now uh, a coach with the uh, Brooklyn Nets, as it turns out. JVT is here. He knew that, of course. Our senior NBA analyst at BJVT, co-host of The Edge here at VEASAN. How you doing, John? I'm good. I'm terrible at trivia, though. Like, it could be about my child, and I'd probably freeze up and be like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, you John, tell me. what is your child's first name? Go. Uh, which one? The second. Uh, Dimitri. There we go. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Uh, all right. Like, do you have James Harden fever here for game three? Do you have any plays on this game tonight? You know, so... I played one thing, and this is kind of like I'm experimenting with the thought with the thought process here. So Tyrese Maxey over points. Uh, he's at 16 and a half, and uh, the juice moved around. Initially went to over minus 130, and I think some spots like minus 115 on the under minus 120. But uh, for me, it's you know we always have these conversations right about like uh, you know the shot diet. Oh, Joel Embiid, he's got fewer shots. But you know, no, what gets affected are the ancillary pieces, right? Tobias Harris, you know, Matisse Thybul. These guys are the ones whose shots get eaten into or redistributed. And from what we've seen in two games so far, Tyrus Maxey's been the third wheel, and he has fit really well next to James Harden. Throughout his career, he's a 40% you know, catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. His three-point attempts are up over the last two games. His field goal attempts are up over the last two games, uh, above his average for the season right now. So I, I think at this point, I'm kind of just messing with the fact that I think Maxey is their third scoring option right now. He's elite in almost all areas of the floor offensively, can attack off the bounce if he needs to, fits well, runs in transition well. So I'm playing with a thought process that Maxey's going to be the guy. I think he's got 49 points in the two games so I played over 16 and a half to kind of mess with that theory see if I'm correct there John we got news today that Kevin Durant is going to be back tomorrow night we know that Kyrie plays on the road and Ben Simmons is at some point going to make it out there I guess there's some sort of little setback with a with a back injury or something like that but given the news that Durant comes back tomorrow night and given the and knowing that Ben Simmons we assume will be back in the next I don't know 10 days 14 days something like that the Nets are the blank best team in the NBA. Ooh, in the NBA. Uh, okay, so we're including the Suns. I would assume we, uh, I'll go with like I'll go with like fourth. How about that? I, I think that's kind of fair, just given the fact that we don't really haven't seen them. Uh, I think the Suns fully, you know, fully healthy are going to be the first team uh, we can throw in. Giannis and the Bucks, even though they've been insanely inconsistent, the Philadelphia 76ers. So I would say the fourth best team I think in the NBA at this point right now, uh, and and that's just projecting as to what they could be. And I even think fully realize they could probably be better than that, but I'll say fourth. I think it's kind of fair. We were uh, later on the show, we do our top 10 power rankings in the NBA, John, uh, later. So we're, mm. we're curious to see where each of us came up with this. It, it was a very difficult process because so many of these teams are one thing now and have the promise of being something dramatically different even a few weeks from now, right? Let alone come postseason time. I'm curious what you do with teams like the Celtics and the Mavericks who might not like if you if you made your top 10 right now they might they may or may not be in it where do you end up with teams like that well i think they're definitely in the top 10 i, I they're probably i i would put 
Dallas closer to the bottom of the top 10 than I would with Boston, mainly because with Boston, their defensive, their defensive capabilities, I I think are incredible, right? I think they're third right now in non-garbage time defensive efficiency. They have multiple wing players. They can throw at you. And you mentioned being a different version. You know, they're a different version offensively than their season long numbers indicate because Derek white has been great for them. If you go back to last night, so white was awesome for them. Yeah, he was great. He's a big reason why they came back and beat the Atlanta Hawks. And for Dallas, Despite the fact that you have a guy like Luka Doncic, they've been well below average offensively all season long. And even go back to last night, you saw some of those inconsistencies, right? Third quarter, uh, you get down to the Los Angeles Lakers. You have to come back in the fourth and hold them to 17 points. So I think that's like the difference for me between those two. But I think those two are safely within the top 10. If you're, you know, you're powering the top 10, I'd be more curious to kind of ask you a question back, you know, what you guys do with a team like Denver, right? Because you mentioned we're talking about different iterations of a team. That's a finals contention team. Total conundrum. Have no, I had no idea what to do with them. Had no, like, what do you do with the Warriors? Is it the Draymond Green version or the the non-Draymond Green version? But Denver's the biggest one where it's like, yeah, complete conundrum. John, we did see on the screen there, you do have another play that's going here at the top of the hour. The Kings and the Pelicans tip off at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. And right now, this seems to have moved uh, in, uh, seems to have moved against you somehow. It's six and a half in favor of the Pelicans, 234 and a half, 235 is your total. What were you seeing in this one? Yeah, so this is a small play, and it's it's uh, when you look at the New Orleans Pelicans, right? What they've done recently, you know, they've really shifted to a brand new lineup. CJ McCollum is now their point guard. Brandon Ingram is with them alongside. Uh, you're talking about Herb Jones, who's done a very good job for them. Jackson Hayes is now their starting power forward, and Jonas Valanciunas. And, and what's happened, Matt, is they've become really dynamic offensively. But it's like a super small sample size. We're talking about potentially like two whole games worth total of possessions that these five have played together. But we're talking about an offensive rating of 1.3. They've consistently been good on that in the floor. However, their defense has not been good. Well, they're outscored. Think about this. They have an offensive rating of 130 with those five out there, but they only have a net rating of plus six because their defense has just been that bad. And, and so it's kind of a play on that. Like, while they deserve to be improved from a power rating perspective, you still have a Kings team that has shown some flashes here and there with their new look guys, right? With the fact that this offense has, you know, a tendency to be kind of peak and valley ish when it comes to it, but the peaks can be pretty high with what they put out there offensively. And I think matched up with a relatively poor defensive team and defensive lineup, like the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Because I think you're going to roll out there. Six just seems like the market saw these last couple of games. Like they beat the Suns, they beat the Lakers. Let's up this thing up and not realizing that there is some inefficiencies on the defensive end. So I, I kind of wanted to buy or uh, sell high on the Pelicans and see if that could work here tonight. John, I asked some version of this last night with uh, Preston Johnson, who joined us. Uh, it's about the Lakers. The Lakers now precariously close two games legit from being knocked out of even a play-in situation. But for the purposes of this, let's say they get into the play-in. Let's say they actually get through the play-in. Now I'm getting crazy. And they actually make the postseason. So they'll end up as a 7 or 8. They'll end up playing either the Suns or the Warriors, one would think, although that's still pending. But what would it take for you in a series against the Suns and the Warriors to bet the Lakers? What price on a series? It would be it would be a shorter price against the Warriors. I'm a little down on the Warriors than than most. Like they're a good team, but I, I'm a little less enthused about what they do offensively. Uh, for the Suns, you'd have to give me like I think like seven, eight, nine to one, like somewhere in that range <laughs> against Phoenix. Like and you know, we could talk about last year and you know the injuries. They were up two one and all. This is a different version of Phoenix. They're better in terms of their front court. Their center position is deeper with Javale McGee back there. They shored up some of the little issues on their roster when they went and got Torrey Craig back and Aaron Holiday for another like third point guard type of role. 
I really like what the Suns are doing this year, and especially if Chris Paul is going to be out there. But with the Warriors, like if they're going to go in constructed at this point right now, the way they are, the Lakers have a really big size advantage in a series like yeah. that. You know, their two their two centers I think would be poorly mismatched against Anthony Davis and LeBron James, especially if we're talking about getting out in transition and make those guys work a little bit, bringing them out on the perimeter if AD is going to play the five. That'd be I think a little bit of a closer series than I think a lot of people would realize. So I, I, it would have to be much higher with Phoenix, but it had to be close to double digits because I'm really high on Phoenix this year. So, John, you talked about the the Nuggets and how they could be basically a, a completely different team if everything does come to form with them by the time the playoffs roll around. It, is is were you speaking like actually how you feel saying that, you know, if this team could be an actual title contender? Oh, yeah. So I bet him about a week ago at 16 to one to win the West uh, because you know, I was talking with Chad Andrews out in Denver. You know, he brought this up on my podcast, which was, you know, they're going to come back at some time uh, here in March and that's going to give them time to get ready. And so to me, you know, and, and like we're always having these conversations, right? Matt, like, where's the value in things? It's like to me, the value is taking 16 to one on a team that's not complete and banking on the fact that they're going to be complete by the time the postseason uh, comes around. And it sounds like that's going to be the case of one of the most recent reports that Jamal Murray is also working his way back to a return here in the next three weeks or so. So yeah, like I think they're a finals contender. If you looked at some of the on-court numbers when all three of them, when I say Nikola Jokic, uh, Aaron Gordon, and Jamal Murray, when they were on the floor together, one of the better net ratings that we saw last season, they were blowing teams out. They looked really, really good. And then Jamal Murray tears his ACL. We know what goes down after that. You know, I think they're, and especially in the Western conference too, where I think it's wide open, right? They, they could be competitive with any one of those teams even currently constructed. So yes, I think they're a finals contender if they are fully put together. It's really a, a Western conference contender for sure only 30 seconds here jbt bucks are the defending champion so i feel compelled since they're about to play the heat uh, to ask you this can can they just turn it on and become that team again we've seen it but 13 and 12 and five you know what is it now 10 and 15 ats in the last 25 games like and injuries too, right? Connaughton's injured with the hand and Dante DiVincenzo is no longer on the team anymore. And they're going to get Serge Ibaka off the scrap heap. I want to say yes, Gil, but like the worry meter is starting to tick up a little bit, I think with the Milwaukee Bucks in the big picture. Yeah. Tonight would be a good night to sort of reassert yes. themselves. That's for sure. JVT, Jonathan Montobo. Thank you, sir. As always. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. At me, JVT is where you can follow him on the Twitter machine. Uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, update all the scores going on in college basketball and pro basketball. We'll talk some golf as well. John Hasselbauer to uh, join us. Talk Arnold Palmer. Maybe a little Masters talk as well. Coming back, Basin's prime time action from the South Point Hotel Casino. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.